there is a, an essence of freedom that comes when you speak your mind, when you speak your truth. You know, I feel confident. I feel like I can, this confidence then rolls over to other things in my life and including cooking and, and uh, just doing little things around the house and writing. Uh, when I'm able to really speak or use my voice in a way that it represents me and my truth. And I wonder if you feel the same, that when you speak your truth, when you actually voice a concern that you have, whatever it may be, that there is a sense of freedom. There's um, a letting go of the shackles that we, not others, often put on ourselves. You know, part of my cycle that that pain experience that I that I had when I was a child was because of being fearful of speaking my truth. A truth that I would later speak after the dark secret came out is that children deserve to live their lives. They deserve to be happy. They deserve to be free without any opposition from others. And if you've been listening to the Seeds We Plant series, over the past few weeks or so, a few months, I've been sharing the virtues. There's a list of 52 virtues that I came across when I was um, in a position of helping the children's Bible group, the study group. And we ended up, my family ended up moving to Oregon, Portland, to Tillamook, Oregon. And so I, I still had this list and we COVID hit and I was thinking, you know, what better time? Because we were doing, my, my family and I, we were doing um, Bible and devotion, breakfast and devotion. And I thought, what a good time to really spend time with our children and talk to them about virtues. You know, one of the things that my mother impressed upon me is the power of conversation. She would converse with us. She would allow us to share our concerns. You know, was it always pleasant for her? No, but we felt, even my youngest brother, we felt like we had a voice that we could talk to her. And it probably was, you know, as a result of that that uh, that experience, that that um, the experience that I had with pain when I was a child. But for whatever reason it may that may have um, caused it or, or enabled us to communicate more effectively, I, I love being able to talk about things. You know, relationships to me are about quality. It's all about quality. The experience. What am I getting from the experience? Enjoying the experience. You know, really feeling like we're involved in the experience. And so I, I started discussing these fifty-two virtues. With my children, we actually um, finished reviewing them um, a couple of months ago, right after school started, stopped. And no doubt, I will go over these 52 virtues again, because with comp communication is repetition, right? And examples, you know, if we can give real life examples to our children um, of things that happen and asking them, you know, seeking the truth within them, how would you respond to this? What are examples of this virtue? How can you apply it to your life? 
And that's been our conversation over the past year. And just, you know, anytime there are teachable moments, I'm starting from the beginning. So the first one is assertiveness. And I can, I always try to read it and then also to share my thoughts about assertiveness. So assertiveness is being assertive. It, it means being positive and confident. You are aware that you are a worthy, worthy person with your own special gifts. Now, when I think about that line, there has to be self-worth. We have to believe that we're worthy of sharing our 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 concerns, of voicing our concerns, our our thoughts. The other thing that popped in was our own special gifts. We have to believe, children have to believe, we have to believe that our lives have meaning and purpose, that we are here for divine reasons. And part of that, I believe, is to reflect the truth of the universe, the truth of our creator. We are given divine, he, he put inside of us these divine gifts and talents. And they are, they are to represent love. They are to reflect love. They are to express love, whether singing, dancing, um, speaking, coaching, whatever it may be, those gifts that we have, we are to represent the truth, the truth of our divine being. You think for yourself that one of the things that my mother, through conversation, through communication, we encourage our children when we ask them questions, open-ended questions, we encourage them to think. We, 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 we're listening to them. We're saying that your thoughts matter, your words matter. Other than what I was told in the beginning when I was three or four, prior to or before my personal experience with pain is that I was told that I had no right to tell what was going on at home. And my mother said something a few weeks ago. She said, don't cut me off. I need to feel like my voice means something. Our children need to know that their voice, what they have to say is important. What they think is important because it's through those thoughts that we're able to understand our children and to intervene appropriately. Are they having helpful thoughts? Are they having harmful thoughts? Is there form some clarification that we need to provide for them. You know what you stand for and what you won't stand for. That's having standards and boundaries. When we help our children, when we provide that communication, we're talking to them. They're talking to us. We're listening to them as they talk. They listen to us. That give and take, right? That give, that win-win experience. They're helping to understand their boundaries. They're helping to see, we're helping them to see that this is what communication is about. Not yelling, as my my <laughs> my son so um, beautifully said, profoundly said, you know, he had received his um, teachers, his, his principal honor roll from his previous school. And in that yellow envelope was a certificate it was also a ribbon, a purple ribbon that had something on there. And it was also a sticker that basically had on there shooting star. And my son, within the first two weeks of his school, his new school, he um, said his coach yelled at him. 
his PE coach. And when he, when the coach apologized the next day, because I reached out to the coach, because that's part of helping our children to be assertive, is that we immediately address the concerns that they have. You know, uh, we, we and, and just as a side note, when my daughter was at a, when one of the, uh, my daughter's classmate and at one of the schools she was going to in Tillamook, Oregon, had um, had done something to her. I think it was he tore uh, it wasn't he tore a paper. Um, I think it was she went to the principal office. Someone had done something to her and I told her she was in the back seat of my car and she told me what was going on. And she was crying and I said, I'm going to call your principal. And she said, Mom, you're going to call my principal? I said, yes, I am, honey, because your happiness is important to me. You are sad right now. And I am here to help you, to protect you, to guide you. And it was almost, uh, it was a matter of 360. And even with my son, you know, when, when the coach said, back to the situation, the coach um, apologized the next day and he said, I was trying to motivate you. And my son told me that, and I, I think it was within a matter of minutes, you know, his, his ribbon and all of that was sitting on the table. And he picked up the sticker that says shoot star and said, this is how you motivate people. You don't yell at them. And he's experienced some of that. And I think it's calmed down a little bit, you know, through communication, letting him, letting his school know our concerns because you don't motivate people by yelling at them. That's one way to decrease their self-worth. That's one way to continue to add to the cycle of pain with yelling upon yelling upon yelling upon yelling. That we have a way, and there's another virtue that, that I've talked to my children about, which is tactfulness. There is a way, a respectful way to address our concerns by addressing people by their name. You know, I always start an email with, I hope all is well, by sharing facts, you know, instead of our opinions. And I feel, basically, I tell my children, I want to know the truth because that's the side I am on. I am for you, but also know that the truth trumps. I am for the truth. So if you did something that you should not have done, I need to know that. If you said something that was not the truth, that was you know, um, unkind. If you yell, tell me, because the truth wins. I am not here to condemn you. I am here to, to basically straighten things out. And the way I use that is with the truth. What is right? Saying things in a respectful manner. Presenting the facts. Letting me know what happened earlier so that we can nip it in the bud. He let my son, that incident with his uh, PE teacher, he told me, and I tell my children every day, I ask them, how did your day go? What happened in this class? So I get specific, you know, cause he'll say fine. And I'll say, well, tell me what happened in PE. Tell me what happened in your advisory class. Tell me what happened. Because that's how, you know, we, we help them to be assertive by saying, oh, my mom really cares about what happened to me. And I tell my children every day that you have a right to respect. You know, my my daughter had said something um, one night when she said, you know, we were talking about um, voicing her concerns, an incident that had happened to school at her new school. 
And um, the teacher had said something to them, to her. And she said, mom, I was trying to walk fast, but it was the person in front of me. And I said, Kayla, you have every right to voice your concern. She said, mom, but I'm black and she's white. I said, that's even more the reason to voice your concerns. Because no matter what color you are, you have a right to speak your truth. And we can do it in a respectful way. And I, I even emailed the teacher and said, Kayla wants to make sure our concern is that she doesn't know when to talk to you. And when can she speak to you about her concerns? When we nip things in the bud, we help our children to say, to, to be more assertive, to say, my voice really does matter. How people treat me really does matter. We help to build our boundaries. So many of us that have gone through painful experiences, our boundaries, as I mentioned in my memoir, Compass, you know, we end up having what we think are holes through them, that people can say and do anything to us that they want because we think we're a bad person or we're, that we're dirty or unclean or that we don't deserve respect. And now that I've done this, who am I now? And I might as well just do this and just let people walk all over, all over me. We are not doormats. Our experiences are to help us make us, help us to make us better than bitter. They are to help us to understand ourselves better and the things that we need to work on. And to see that if we have less self-worth, we need to increase our self-worth with activities. See, whatever issue that we're having in life, there are no problems. There are experiences. Whatever experience that we're dealing with right now that leave us feeling sad, depressed, anxious, those are insights into the things that we need to build to realize within ourselves that we don't have the spirit of fear that we picked up fear, that often we pick up things that are not our truth. And so we're helping with boundaries. And one of the things that I've started doing, and actually I started this with my children younger, and it's been off and on, haven't been as consistent, but more and more trying to do it. One, Napoleon Hill, um, uh, if I get it right, he's the one that um, spoke to his child you know, and, and throughout the, while he was resting, sleeping and was able to go to school as a normal child and speaking, speaking to his child, positive things in his ear while he was sleeping, because that's when we have less opposition, right? When we're more accepting to the, the message, the more accepting to the mantras. Another thing, Louise, hey, the mirror work, you know, I started when my children were young, talking to themselves. And I see even more today the need, I see the, 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 the results, the fruit of my labor, but I also see at the same time the need to consistently do that, right? And so I am, I love myself. I accept myself as I am. You know, I was thinking about assertive uh, mantras is that I have a right to voice my concerns, to voice my truth respectfully. My thoughts do matter. My experiences do matter. What I have to say does matter. And teaching our children, I, I was, I was uh, teaching our children the, the, that they have a right to speak. They have a voice. Sign language, if, if they are without a voice, they have a right to communicate their messages. Writing, 
speaking, sign language, whatever it may be that is helpful than hurtful. That we are breaking the cycle of pain by dismantling those myths that, you know, elderly, they know better, they are without fault, that children are to be seen and not heard. Dismantle those. If you grew up with those, then you know how that has led, directed your life, not being seen and not heard, and how you've kept silent about a lot of things that were hurtful. And then we think about the diseases in our body, our body being at um, being diseased because of so much that we have to say and, and so much that we have carried throughout our lives, our voices, our opinions, our, our thoughts, our facts, our truths about ourselves, whatever it may be in our lives, what we want to be when we grow up, what school we want to go to, what foods we like eating, what exercise we like to do, what sports we want to play. There's so much pain that is in our lives. And I, I'm not just talking about physical pain because I think the physical pain comes from the emotional, often from the emotional pain, the guilt, the resentment, the shame, the criticism, feeling not worthy of our lives, feeling like we don't have meaning, we don't have purpose. We're just here, just haphazardly in this world. And the truth is, I believe we're not. We are here to be a divine presence in this world. We are here to speak the truth. We are here to express, to, to nourish, to embody and nourish and express love. You know, I saw a commercial when I was on the treadmill earlier today, and it was talking about bullying and online. And, you know, it was saying how the politicians have um, failed us. And I'm not against that thought, but I know where things happen, where teaching actually happens is in the home. We communi communicate with our children. We help them to see that their lives matter because everything that happens within the home, somehow, 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 some way, directs the experiences or how our children react or, or respond to life. How are they responding to bullying? If they are demeaning themselves, demoralizing themselves, taking their own lives, then that tells us as parents, we have work to do. There's something missing. With Something was missing in our child's life that caused them to do that their foundation, their principle. How firm are they in those virtues that build, that can build the strong foundation that when the storms come, they remain standing. And not only remain standing, but they speak their truth and they're not afraid of telling others their truth, no matter who they are, principal, teacher, but they do it in such a way that it is respectful. And remember, within the power of truth, within truth, within the words of truth, our power. That's where the power is. It's not the, the cursing and the foul language that we use with it. It is the actual truth that has power. This is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. We break the cycle of pain 
by dismantling myths and breaking those thoughts, changing those thoughts that created the cycle of pain in the first place. One way that I'm doing that with my children is we're talking about virtues. We're talking about those things that can really, I believe, because I have experienced it, that can build the foundation that when the bullying comes, that when the experiences come, they stand firm in their truth. And what power is that? Man, to be so confident and to feel good about yourself and to have our children feel good about themselves. It isn't the storms that gets us. It is the foundation. It is the foundation that we have built and that we help build in our children. I'll talk to you guys soon. As always, make this lifetime great.